Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, gamers. How is everybody doing today? Uh, thank you for joining me, your host, Catfish, for yet another episode of Clashing in Traffic. Uh, thanks for riding along with me as I drive off to work. So hop on in, buckle up, and let's go play in some traffic. Uh, first things first, this morning, I would like to wish a very happy birthday to Clash of Clans. That's right, y'all. It is Clash of Clans birthday week. Uh, today is August 3rd, 2021. August 2nd, yesterday, Monday, was actually their birthday. August 2nd, 2012 is when Clash of Clans was released to the iOS App Store. So it was on uh, Apple before it was on Android. Now, does anybody know when it was released onto Android? I tell you, it was not that same day. It was a little bit later. And uh, I'll award some bonus points to anybody who knows when it was released without having to do a search on the internet. If you just know it, and I will give it, uh, oh, if you can come up with the date and year, then I'll award, uh, I'm not sorry, date and year. If you can come up with the month and year, then I'll award some uh, cool points to you. But you can't cheat. Come on, man. Nobody likes cheaters, so don't go out there Googling it. If you just happen to know, awesome. Let me know in the Discord server and award you with some cool points how's that uh but we do have some special things going on because of it being clash clans birthday we've got the clash anniversary deals with the trader y'all uh i love when it comes down to birthday week the trader uh right now if you go check him out on the edge of your village he's wearing a little party hat and uh has some cool offers and some of them are free uh yesterday the the second day of it when it started uh he was offering two uh, what was it? It was power potions, right? So boosting your troops and spells up to the max level for your lab. Y'all, on my Town Hall 14, my lab is done, so I don't really need that. But you know what that did mean? That was 20 free gems from the trader. And as a guy who's kind of running low on gems, because I haven't, you know, I don't, I don't buy packs that have gems. I just have to farm them up naturally. Uh, the only thing that I will buy if I have a gift card available is the gold pass, but I'm not buying any of those packs. So, yeah, I was running a little low on gems, and then the trader offered me 20 free gems. So I appreciate that, brother. Uh, let's see. Some of the other things that's going on. The one gem resource boost. Uh, don't forget about that. If you can use it, I can't actually use it on the Town Hall 14 uh, because, you know, we just had the season bank. I, I used uh, I used up all of that loot from the season bank, got all of my builders busy, and it's already planned out where because of how long my builders are going to be busy, just my raids and Legend League are going to fill up my, my uh, storages. So I really don't need the resource boost right now. Uh, maybe I'll run it one day just to make sure that everything gets topped off right but I'm not really hurting for the resources on the Town Hall 14. The other accounts, uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be hitting it up on the lower ones. Uh, the Town Hall 11, I don't know that I'll be able to hold enough, so it's not gonna I'm not gonna run it for the whole week. But uh, it'll it'll certainly be helpful on like uh, my Alpha Fish Town Hall 9 account that I'm farming up, and uh, that will be a, a great thing there. So don't forget about the resource boost, and don't forget about the trader offers. Um, hate to hate to miss some of those i think on one or two of my uh, accounts i forgot to grab the trader deal one day and while i'm not too worried about missing one of those free deals on a mini account i'd hate for somebody else out there to miss one of those deals on a main account so make sure you're checking them every day to see what he's got what he's what he's offering you and uh, take advantage of those things that he has there 
the other thing that they have in the events is this clash anniversary challenge um now if i'm not doing the resource the one gem resource boost uh i haven't i've also not done the clash anniversary challenge yet and the reason for that is that not only do you get the rewards from you know completing the challenge but part of doing the challenge includes a bunch of loot and it's it's not an insignificant amount of loot um, it's 999,000 gold, so there's three nines, and 999,000 elixir, so three more nines, and 9,990 dark elixir, so three more nines, so three plus three plus three is not, hey, they put nine nines on the ninth anniversary. Check that out. I see what you did there, Classic Land. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to miss out on any of that loot. I don't want to go into waste, so I'm not doing it on the Town Hall 14 uh, until after CWL, when I have a chance to spend all of that dark elixir that I have uh, built up from uh, last month's season bank, so that I can use that 10,000 dark elixir that's in that challenge. So I'll be waiting a bit to to complete that. Uh, I did open it up on one of I think on my my town hall two. I opened it up just to look at the at the uh, challenge. I, I dropped a couple troops in that like the spawn hole sections. Uh, in that base and those little like four quadrants and saw that there's a whole ton of traps and skelly spells and I don't even know what so uh, this is going to be a fun one I think uh, I haven't watched any videos I'm going to try to uh, try to beat it without needing some tips and tricks but we'll see what happens we'll see if I'm able to get through it on my own without any help and uh, if not then you know I know there's going to be a ton of guys out there on YouTube that have already posted videos about how they're doing it I do know that, like, Itsu is yet again doing a challenge. Um, so on one of those challenge bases, our guy Benjo won Itsu's challenge and got a, a gold pass from Itsu. So that was great. Thanks, Itsu. Uh, congratulations, Benjo, again. Uh, and he's doing it again this month with this Clashiversary challenge. And some of the guys in the KOZ server were saying that right now the fastest time on that challenge is 32 seconds. Now, like I said, I have not actually gone through and done the challenge so i don't know how i have no idea how what the time limit is on it but man 32 seconds on any sort of attack challenge is going to be fast so if uh if you're out there and you think you're able to do it that quickly um screen record what you got going on that's what we we learned uh from when benjo did it was um you know everybody had to submit a screenshot but then everybody tries to photoshop screenshots if you if you have a a link to a screen recording makes it a lot easier for them to verify that you did it right. Because like I said already once, nobody likes cheaters, man. Don't be cheating. Let's do stuff the right way. Uh, but yeah, if you got a, if you got a fast time, uh, record that sucker while you're doing it and then send it up to the Itsu and maybe you'll get yourself a free gold pass. Uh, other things in the shop. The Beat King Hero Skin. Um... I don't know what to think about this, y'all. It. We already have a party king, right? We had the party warden, and then we got the party king. Uh, I, we all knew that we were going to get the party queen. I think that was expected, so the, there was the party queen. And they made her look a little bit more, I don't know, a little bit more modern, right? So party king, we always thought he looked like uh, Slash from Guns N' Roses. So some... 80s hair rock right that, that's kind of what we're what we're looking at there with that vibe and then the party queen looks a lot more modern like more like she's at a rave or something uh, i don't know 
I'm not sure how I feel about the, the Party Queen skin. Yes, I'm glad we have a Party Queen skin. But then they had to go and release this Beat King hero skin to match the Party Queen. Why, why didn't you just make the Party Queen match the existing Party King and Party Warden? I don't know. I, I, I'm not buying the Beat King skin, or Beat King hero skin. $9.99 US and all you get is the, the skin. No, sorry. Uh, I don't think it's that great looking of a skin. And I'm not going to drop $10 just to get a skin for my king. Now, yes, it's one of those cool ones where when you pop the hero ability, the troops that are spawned spawn with a skin of their own. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. But is it worth $10 just to have that? Nah, not to me, y'all. Uh, and the same thing, uh, the scenery. The scenery looks kind of cool, but, um, and I'm glad that it has some other things other than just the scenery, but it's, uh, you know, I don't know if it's enough to, to pry a couple bucks out of my pocket. You know, I gotta, I gotta save my pennies so that I can splurge it all on, on super expensive coffee. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not free to play, you know, I've had some gift cards in the past and bought some gold passes and, uh, but, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to be dropping a whole bunch of money on uh, skins and, and sceneries. But I do want to thank my Dirty Rotten Gemmer clanmates who are dropping gems on things. Uh, specifically, each month, about every month, the Supercell does this where they have the packs in the shop where if you buy, oh, a bag of gems or a sack of gems or I think it's a chest of gems and a pile of gems, uh, where it actually shares in your clan chat a few gems with your clanmates, and we've had a couple of those drop in Knights of Zion and Eden's Edge, and uh, love Cenos. Thank you guys for helping this uh, this cheapskate clasher to be able to accumulate just a couple gems to uh, keep moving and progressing and, and donating troops back to you guys. So I really appreciate that. Um, no, I'm I'm not doing it all that often, but uh, yeah, I love seeing when my clanmates are able to do that. So sorry for calling you dirty rotten gemmers, guys. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, what else we have going on this past week? We had the Clash File Summer Scrims. Uh, I think we finished up week four this week. Uh, this week, Jericho Rising, my team, was facing off against uh, Old Kids on the Block, captain by Jaeger. And uh, it was a close war, uh, but we finished 12 to 11 with Jericho Rising coming out on top. We had 91.2% damage to their 82.2% damage, uh, but we had that one-star lead at the end. Uh, so Jericho Rising was able to knock out our second win in a row. Um, love seeing that. We started off with our, you know, a slow start, 0-2, um, and, and we've uh, finally, I think, hit our groove and are starting to play the way that we think that we should have been playing this entire time. So thank you to my, my team in Jericho Rising for playing well and helping clutch a victory and a good game out there to the old kids on the block and Jaeger. Uh, appreciated Warren against you guys. It was tough fought one. And uh, hopefully we'll see you guys again in the playoffs. In uh, an intra family war intra. Yeah, that's the right word. Inter intra. Anybody remember the difference between that? I believe intra family war between Knights of Zion uh, captain by Big D and Eden's Edge, captain by Kratos. Uh, those guys faced off this week. Knights of Zion came out on top by one star with a final score of 10 to 9. Y'all, Knights of Zion, you, you guys came out swinging with that 13 star victory in your first real match. 
And now against uh, Eden's Edge, y'all were only able to put up 10. That's looking more like a Jericho Rising kind of number. Um, so hopefully when we battle you guys coming up in the next few weeks, maybe we'll take that that uh, that undefeated crown from off of your head. Probably not. Uh, Big D and that team up there, they, they know what they're doing. They're, they're full of some really good clashers. Uh, and thankfully, they're still undefeated and sitting at the top of the leaderboards. But uh, we'll see what happens, happens in the next couple weeks because I know that I'm going to be facing off against with them against them very soon. So a good job out there, guys. Uh, this week, I face off against Team Hive, Jericho Rising versus Hive, captain by Got Band. So I need to get that set up and scheduled uh, so that we make sure we don't miss it. It uh, seems like most of our wars have been Friday evenings. I think that's what's been working out for a lot of clans. We've been doing Friday evening uh, with like a two-hour two hour prep starting between 6 and 8 p.m. Eastern time because our we have a, a regularly scheduled spin in Knights of Zion around 7 p.m. Uh, on Wednesday so that when that ends on Friday, then we've been starting our searches. Uh, or we just opt out of that war on Wednesday if we have to, but we, we're really preferring these, these Friday night spins. They seem to work for us, and then we get our attacks in on Saturday morning. Uh, so hopefully that'll work out again. And that actually allows us, um, I have had some hesitation about the long 24-hour wars, uh, just because it takes us away from our ability to be in regular wars with the clan. Uh, but if they are Friday night and Saturday, then then we can actually still do those longer wars. So uh, we'll see how that happens, see what, what, what works out against uh, Jericho Rising versus Hive this coming week. And then looking forward to the coming weeks when I have to face off against Knights of Zion. All right, I mentioned earlier um, how I'd been up on Reddit. Last week I talked about being up on Reddit, doing some of the recruiting there, and, and trying to bring in some, some new faces and whatnot in Knights of Zion and you know it's it's the recruiting aspect of it hasn't paid off quite as much yet we've had a few people who have applied um but they just you know they haven't really gotten past the interview process and i'll i'll go into some of the interview process that we do when we're when we're bringing in new folks into nice design a little bit but uh before we get there let's talk about some of the other things that i've been seeing on reddit because it's kind of opened my eyes to other communities that are out there in Clash of Clans. And I know, you know I'm the noob. Many of you guys have probably already been up there and seen a lot of this stuff. Uh, I did. I used to read through the Clash of Clans forums uh, when it was still open and active. Now it's, it's, it's there to read, but there's no new stuff getting posted. So, you know, the, the Clash of Clans subreddit has become the new uh, forums, I guess, uh, replacement. And there's still lots of great information up there. Um, for instance... There's a, a Redditor, goes by the name of Robotic Chicken, and every month he posts a, an infographic that shows the average number of town halls of each town hall levels that were started on, in CWL um, for each league. And it is a it's a great graphic. It shows this great sine wave of how when you start down a bronze league, there's very few town hall 14s, but there's a lot of like, you know, town hall 6, 7, 8, whatnot. And then as you move toward uh, Champion League, there's a lot more Town Hall 14s and a lot fewer of everything else. Uh, interestingly enough, Champion 1 actually averages more Town Hall 13s and lower than Champion 2 and 3. Uh, I wonder why that is. Uh, probably the guys that got to Champion 1 and didn't want to be there, so they're just, uh, I don't know they're tanking so that they can drop back out because I, I know that for us in champion three it's difficult um we're 
we're staying there, we're staying put, but but getting promoted is is an issue. And I'm wondering if there's teams who, I don't know, I wonder why they're having to run so many 13s. Anyway, we won't get into that for now. Uh, but what I loved about this graphic, and I posted it in the Traffic Jam section on Discord, so if you want to take a look at it, uh, please do. Uh, it's not mine. I, I left source link um, to where it's posted in Reddit, and you can follow that guy on Reddit if you want so that you can see, because every month he updates this thing. It's a, it's a great graphic. Um, but as I was going through the Clash of Clan recruit forum, and it's coming up time for CWL, I'm seeing all these people... Uh, one, clans who are recruiting, trying to find new players for CWL and clans who are, you know, wanting to get higher level players than what they probably need. And, you know, that's understandable. And then there's people who are wanting to get into higher level clans than they probably deserve um, and, and setting their, their sights a little bit too high. Uh, so, for instance, there's a, a, a Town Hall 10. I think he said he was a near max Town Hall 10. Uh, you know, talked about how he's a great attacker and all of these war stars and all that. And he's looking for a clan for CWL. But he will not settle for anything lower than Master League. Well, if we take a look at this infographic, we'll see that the last, the highest Clan War League, where Town Hall 10, you know, actually, you know, clans are starting more than one Town Hall 10, is Crystal 2. So if, if you're talking about being a max Town Hall 10 and you're looking for a new clan and wanting some clan that's going to guarantee you a spot on the roster, but you're not going to settle for anything lower than Master League, well, bud, there, there's not a whole lot of Town Hall 10s that are getting run in Master League. Um, Eden's Edge, we're sitting in, in Crystal 1, and we might run one Town Hall 10 if we're short on players for a day. But we're typically Town Hall 11 and up in Crystal 1, and we aren't seeing very many Town Hall 10s in Crystal 1. So from just that little bit of limited experience, I can I can validate what's on this infographic where it shows that there aren't very many Town Hall 10s being run at Crystal 2 or higher. I think it was an average of one Town Hall 13 at Crystal 2, so you had to drop down uh, to Crystal 3 to average between 3 and 5 uh, Town Hall 10s. And that was about the same for either a 30v30 or a 15v15 war. And, you know, I commented back on the guy's post. It's like, hey, I don't have a Master League clan. I have a Crystal 1 clan. Um, I said, I hope that you find what you're looking for, but on average, Master League clans are not going to be running Town Hall 10. So good luck finding it. If you're still interested and in, uh, you haven't found your Master League clan, look into Eden's Edge because we're running Crystal 1. I've never heard from them, um, but... You know, whatever it is, what it is, and not that actually, that was a that was a different guy because we're not taking Town Hall tens in Eden's Edge, so uh, there must have been a Town Hall eleven that was also fussing about wanting something high. <laughs> but the the infographic does help when you're when you're trying to look for that kind of stuff. Now, if you're if you're a clan that's recruiting new players and you're sitting in, well, say I'm a clan sitting in Master League two, and I'm out recruiting players just so that I can get more players and be more active and whatnot. Um, and I'm, I'm promising them the world and tell them, yeah, come on, join the clan and you'll be on the, you'll be on the CWL roster. And you happen to, okay, pick up a couple town hall 11s. Well, master league three is the last level where town hall 12s are really getting used at the bottom. Anything higher than that, there's not even town hall 12s getting run um, very often. Now, Yes, as we've seen in COTP plebs, it doesn't really matter 
if you have a bunch of higher town halls running if nobody's active but at the master league level people are usually going to be pretty active so if i'm sitting in master league two I shouldn't be recruiting Town Hall 11s and telling them, yes, I guarantee you're going to be a, have a spot on the CWL roster uh, because they're not going to be matched up against a bunch of other Town Hall 11s. It's going to be very difficult for them to get their stars. And if they don't get their eight stars, well, then, one, they're hurting the clan because you're not getting as many stars. And, two, it's hurting them because they're not going to be able to get as many of those league medals at the end. Uh, so it's it's nice to know about where your Town Hall level should be looking for a clan. And if you're new to that town hall level, don't be looking for the highest league possible that has that town hall running. Because if you're new to it, you're not going to be as good at attacking against them, and, and it's going to be more difficult for you to get in there. So, you know, yeah, you know, aim for the stars, but be realistic um, when, you're, when you're getting down to the end about what sort of clan you need to be in and, and where you should be looking. Uh, and that's a, a great graphic to kind of show you what you've got going on now i said i'd talk about some of the interview process um i've had a few folks come over from reddit and try to apply and it didn't really work out i don't think we've had anybody that's actually well, maybe there were one or two people over the last couple of months that have joined the clan from reddit um, and many of them will even though it says in our recruiting post for Eden's Edge, we'll take non-rush Town Hall 11s and above, and for Knights of Zion, it's only non-rush Town Hall 14s, and people will still be applying as Town Hall 9s and super rushed, and then getting mad at us for you know having standards that are a little bit too high. But you know, you're not going to be helping us out as a clan in our Crystal One Eden's Edge as a Town Hall 9 when we go into SCCWL. So you know the standards I think that we have. Are about right for the level where we're working so the interview process is you join our discord server we do all of our uh, all of our applications and recruiting and whatnot through our discord server when you're brand new join the server i think you can see three channels one that's called clan roles so that you can read the basic description of what we expect it lays out that we're you know we're a family-friendly clan we are a fair play clan we uh Expect everybody to not be rushed, to make your attacks, to uh, to try to make out some plans, be friendly in chat. Uh, we don't have any vulgarity or any innuendo or anything in the, in the clan chat or in the Discord server. Uh, we want to be a, a nice, positive environment. And then kind of lay out some of the groundwork of what's expected from each of the different town hall levels. The other two channels you can see are for generating your application tickets. Uh, so there's one that says apply to EE, one that says apply to KOZ. Those have the clan-specific requirements, like, you know, EE, Town Hall 11 and above, KOZ, Town Hall 14. Uh, and it says if you would like to apply, hit the reaction, and then a new channel will be generated with a ticket uh, so that we can start your application process. So new channel pops up, congratulations, you are going to apply to whatever. And it says, it, it's, it says, word for word, type this. It's a, it's a Discord bot command. It's it's you know, exclamation point, apply to EE or apply to KOZ. And you, I cannot believe how many people cannot look at the little thing that was that's popped up now in the new Discord channel for their ticket that says type this and how many people can't type what it says. I mean, literally, just after it says type this, type what's after that, and it, and it works. Uh, and then it generates a bunch of questions. Questions like, 
what's your player tag so that we can search for you and, and check out your profile, um, look at your base, see, you know, some basic information about you. And actually, we're not even doing that. We're having the bots that we have in the server do it for us, which is fantastic. Uh, we want pictures of your base and your profile. And when I say profile, I don't mean that top page that shows, uh, you know, how many war stars you have, what clan you're in, how many league medals and, and or not league medals, but how many trophies you have. I want to see a picture of your troops and your spells so that we can see the levels, right? So we know, hey, is it rushed? Is it not rushed? How many you know upgrades do they have left in their current town hall level? Uh, so that's the, the screenshots that we want. And then we ask where you're from, mostly because we just want to know like about what time zone you're in. Not that you know we want to go find you and have a meetup, but most of our clan is based in the U.S., we do have several uh, in in Knights of Zion. We have a couple uh, Europeans. In Eden's Edge, we have some Europeans. We have some folks from India um, and a few out in the Pacific region. Um, and we want to be able to, to gauge, all right, if... Like, we've had people from India in the past who have joined Knights of Zion and then left after 24 hours because there was nobody on at the time that they're on and that's that's perfectly understandable right if nobody's on when you're trying to get troops it's very frustrating um so i i don't you know i wish them no ill will and, and i understand why they would not want to stick around what what i find interesting is that we'll have like five people in a row there was one month where we one month it was a week where it was like five days in a row we had five different people from india all apply they applied they joined the clan Guys was like, oh, there's nobody online when I need to be on. He left. Then the next guy passed his application and joined the clan. He says, oh, there's nobody from India online. Then he left. So on and so forth. Five people. And I'm like, if y'all would have, you know, applied and joined at the same time, there would have been five people active when you were online trying to get troops, right? So I wish we could work some of those things out. Um, we, we are an international clan, and we love having folks from, from all over the world online. Uh, but I totally get it when... You know, the time zone stuff just doesn't quite line up. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, there was one guy from India, a real nice guy, good attacker. Um, has He runs a couple clans out that way. He had sent one of his mini accounts into Eden's Edge, and then I come to find out he's got Town Hall 14 and is is operating and, and, and playing at a, at a very high level. But because he was running the clans, he was interested in Knights of Zion, but, you know, was the whole time zone thing was kind of an issue for him. He's like, for my main clan, I want to stay with, for my main account, the Big Town on 14, I want to stay with the main people that I know who are online all the time. Well, I've kept the guy's name, and anytime I see people from India who try to apply that look like they're great players and just the time zone stuff messes up, I'll say, hey, go check out this guy. I know he's got a good, solid set of clans, and uh, he, uh, he, he runs things very well, so I'll send him that way if we need to. Once you answer all those questions... The next step is we're going to send you some screenshots of war bases at your town hall level, and we want to see what your plans are for attacking. And this is what hangs up a lot of people. I don't know if they just get nervous about how we're going to be scrutinizing things. Um, I'll tell you, as, as long as it is a, a somewhat in-meta attack plan that you're posting it's probably going to look good to us because there's multiple different ways to attack bases. Yes, some of the bases are designed to specifically prevent against certain types of things. And we'll have those in the notes uh, where we keep these these um, screenshots saved about, hey, 
mass e-drags doesn't work on this it's it's specifically baited to to look like mass e-drags will work and it's it won't it's been tested and tested and tested by some of our pro um, base builders and we know that mass e-drags don't work so if you come in and say mass e-drags on that no sorry we know that one doesn't work um and there's a couple other bases like that uh, where if we have tested the base we know what does work against it we'll have that in the notes so that if somebody comes in with that plan then we know that hey decent plan um and what we want is somebody who's going to type out what your plan is or draw it on the screenshot and post a screenshot and we kind of want a little bit of detail we don't just want to say uh, i'm going to sui this compartment and then i'm going to send uh the rest of the troops we've had that we've seriously had that as the whole plan sui this compartment to get archer enemy archer queen then send rest of troops i'm like all right what what troops you know what kind like specifically are you are you going air are you going ground where, where are you how are you building your funnel how are you making sure that your suey is actually going in give us a little bit of detail um, it's nice if you can draw it out uh, if not just type the thing up uh, but that seems to, to to hold up several folks who are trying to apply um, and i'll tell you as long as you are just giving a good basic plan that's probably going to be good enough guys as long as it doesn't look like some crazy out of out, you know out of left field thing which yeah some crazy out of left field plans sometimes do work but we're looking for you know good consistent stuff and on most town hall levels they want to see some variety in attacks um but i gotta be honest as a guy who knows how to do one or two types of attacks those are my bread and butter right so I don't always have to see three different attack styles because we'll give you three bases. Um, I don't have to see three different attack styles. If you're good at it, one or two, tell me how you would use that one or two and how you think it would work. Give us some example of where you think the pathing is going to go and uh, should be good to go. So um, we've had several folks that, like I said, have come over from Reddit and just get hung up on that, that process. And uh, we have the same issue with people coming over from the Discord server from, you know, we group from the YouTube community and whatnot. So, yeah, we do have a process to get in. We don't just bring everybody in um, because, I don't know, we have standards that, that we're trying to meet and trying to push up a little higher. Are we going over the top with that? Uh, let me know what you think. It's, it's been the way that we've operated for a long time uh, since well before I joined. And it seems to be working so far. Um, and I, I really am curious what other clans who are trying to be serious and trying to not be competitive in the sense of we're joining all the professional leagues but just play competitively in in the casual leagues and stuff that we're in right we want to be good at where we're at and maybe move into some uh, more competitive play but our, our goal is is to have fun and play the game all right so that's um yeah, that's how we're doing Knights of Zion and Eden's Edge. Uh, to recap, where we've got uh, Knights of Zion's and Champion 3 looking to promote up to Champion 2 this month. We Last month, we were so close. Y'all, we were five stars away from getting promoted to Champs 2. Uh, we had one guy who missed a hit because of a hurricane knocking out power to the island. So those were that was two stars, almost guaranteed two stars right there. Uh, more that we should have had. So we were legitimately three stars away from getting promoted. Uh, last month and uh, we've got everybody back we're, we're looking to, to do even better this month so let's see what happens there so let's go koz as a matter of fact we are so close this is i, I hate this part of the month where we have to come up with the roster right because we're 
Champion League 3 is only 15v15. But we have like 26 Town Hall 14s in the clan. Not all of them are active. We have some guys who are on break and hiatus and whatnot. Um, but we had... We have five Town Hall 14s that had to get sent over to Eden's Edge. Um, and I hate having to do that because we've got guys who are used to competing with a Champions 3 level clan through regular war every week and then have to go down to a Crystal 1 clan. That's a lot. That's a huge difference in the, the amount of, of League medals that you're getting. I would love to get to the point where we do have at least 30 active Town Hall 14s because then we can send the other half over to Jericho Rising, which is also a Champion 3 clan right now. Uh, we can have 15 of us doing war with Knights of Zion, 15 of us doing war in Jericho Rising, all of us competing at the champion level uh, in CWL. So we're all reaping the benefits of those league medals at that higher level. And uh, that just helps our guys get even better. What I hate seeing is our guys who are trying to improve and they, they may or may not, you know, they might have the talent to get there, but their base isn't quite as upgraded. So we have to send them down to the lower level clan where they're not getting as many medals. So they're not being able to progress as fast as some of the rest of us. And, you know, I hate seeing that. Sorry, guys, if you don't, if you didn't make the roster uh, for Knights of Zion, it, it, it really kills me. I fight to get everybody on that. And uh, we're to the point where we're cl getting closer to being able to have two clans running in Champion League. So, Knights, help me out, guys. If you know of any 14s out there looking for places to war, um, bring them on over uh, because we, we do have the opportunity to get people fighting in two Champion-level clans and reaping the rewards of those, uh, those League medals. So let's try to get there. Let's see if we can get there. I don't know if next month, August again, is going to be one of our slower months, right? Uh, September, with school getting right back into session, tends to be a little slower too. But by you know October, I think, is when uh, Clash of Clans activity starts to go back up. So maybe by October we can get some extra uh, 14s in the clan and then be running two Champion League clans during SCCWL. Uh, Eden's Edge, again, Crystal 1. Um, we've like we've got five Town Hall 14s. Um, and then it's about about even between the well, 14s and 13. I think we have town, six Town Hall 13s. And then it's like 15 or 16 each of Town Hall 12 and 11. We are going against a clan this week in Eden's Edge that has 28 Town Hall 14s. 28 Town Hall 14s in Crystal 1. Even if they're rushed, that still means they had that level 5 Town Hall 13, so that Giga Inferno uh, is still going to be an issue for us to deal with, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get that perfect CWL like I was hoping for on my Town Hall 11 if I have to attack against the Town Hall 14 but we'll see what happens guys 28 town hall 14s in crystal one sheesh all right and then cotp plebs we're right where we need to be in gold three uh i looked this morning i think we have five town hall tens two of them are, are a little rushed um 30 town hall nines so we're essentially a clan we're a town hall nine clan um and apparently a town hall nine clan sits in gold three because yes there's clans that have far greater town hall levels than we have uh, but a lot of them have inactive accounts in those clans. Um, 
if you if you look at the average town hall levels, I think we are the lowest average town hall level uh, in this uh, league matchup. But I bet we have one of the higher um, activity rates. So we should still be able to maintain where we're at in gold three. And I love it. That's right where we need to be uh, finishing in the middle with COTP plebs. All right. So questions for catfish. Um, I've got one question that came in this week from Nob. Nob seems to be the guy who asks a lot of questions. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, Nob says, do you watch the Olympics? What are your favorite events, if so? Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched a single second of the Olympics this year. I, I don't know why. I just haven't. Um, I watched, well, hold on. I watched a few minutes of a replay of the opening ceremonies because I heard they had the orchestra playing Final Fantasy VII theme song. <laughs> so I went back and watched a little bit of the, the video game music that was in the Olympics. Uh, but I, yeah, I haven't watched anything. I've seen that there's been headlines about drama with the U.S. gymnastics squad and all kinds of whatever. The, the dramatic headlines just kill it for me. Like, let it be... Let it be about the sport, right? Let it be about the athletes who are trying their best to be their best for their country. It doesn't need to be about, I'm going to make some political statement um, where I am I am willing to put the country's jersey on, but not, but I'm going to say that the country's terrible. You know, it, it doesn't, I don't need to see that stuff happening at that level this is supposed to be the, the the olympics is supposed to be about unity among the countries we're going to set aside any griefs and whatnot and just put forth our best effort and I'll, the media has just absolutely killed the olympics for me i i can't stand it because of the the media coverage that just seems to make it about something other than the sport uh five i guess it was five years ago because we didn't have the 2020 this is the 2020 games in 2021. Uh, five years ago, I was all about watching soccer. Um, that, and I don't always follow soccer, football, whatever. I don't always follow that sport. Um, but I, I did that year. Uh, I loved it. Um, and it was probably it was right around the time where my, I, I coach, coached my kids in youth soccer. Um, just at a instructional level. Nothing, you know, we weren't playing travel ball or anything. But... It was just so neat as I'm coaching a group of girls with my daughter and being able to say, hey, guys, go watch the U.S. women. See how they're playing and let these guys be your role models. And at that time, I liked women's soccer way better than men's soccer because it seemed like men's soccer, you looked at the guy funny and he would fall down and grab his, grab his leg, right? All this stupid flopping. People want to talk about basketball players flopping and how soccer is the sport where you got to do the most running and the most physical activity, man, dudes are tripping over nothing. They're like purposely falling down, grabbing their shins and blaming some dude for all this. And I'm like, come on, man. And then you watch the women's soccer and there was a, man, there was a match. It was the U S was it against England in now? I don't remember if it was the world cup or if it was the Olympics, but um, two two of the ladies jump up to head the ball and just, I mean, full force crack each other right in the melon. 
and they both go down hard. Uh, it was a brutal, vicious, you know, it wasn't malicious, but man, it, I, you could feel it. You could hear the thunk from the, the microphones picking it up in the stadium. It was, oh, they both fall down and then they're both trying to get back up and get in the game because a medal's on the line for their country. I'm like that right there. That is what the sport's about, right? I loved it because here they weren't flopping and trying to blame each other for for hurting them. It was an accident. It was a complete and total accident. They both jumped up blindly and were going after the ball and happened to run into each other. And I, I think they both ended up having to get pulled from the game um, for concussion protocol, which was the right thing to do. But, you know, they were wanting to keep going. They weren't grabbing their, their head and blaming each other. Um, yeah, so I loved I loved watching women's soccer. Um, I'm a, I was a basketball player growing up, so... You'd think I'd like to watch basketball, but eh, not not really. Um, I think we were all kind of freaks for watching swimming back when Michael Phelps was doing his thing, but you know even that has kind of lost its lost its glamour to me. Um, so yeah, I'm not a, I don't know I'm not a huge fan of the Summer Olympics right now. Uh, Winter Olympics, I get behind that. I like watching me some some hockey. You know that's that's uh that's a great sport to watch, and even some of the like the the luge and whatnot. But that's Winter Olympics. That's not. It's not Summer Olympics, which is what's going on right now. So, yeah, I'm not really watching it. Sorry, Nob. Um, so, best wishes to all the teams out there. I hope everybody uh, comes home safe and sound and uh, and that we can stop politicizing so much sports. <laughs> all right, y'all. Um, so, let me give you a little bit of an update. Uh, I ended last week's episode talking about how I just found out that my father and stepmother had been rushed to the hospital um, with with COVID. So they had been diagnosed and had been sent home to self-treat, had been home self-treating for about a week. Things started to get better and then took a huge turn for the worse. Um, when I finally got to talk to my father, uh, he said that, that that Monday night, he felt like if he didn't call the ambulance that they, they weren't going to make it through the night. Um, so they, they called the ambulance. Um, came and got him, had to take him to the next city over. There's no, no hospital capable of taking care of him in the little small town that they live in. So it was a quite a long ambulance ride over to the, where there's actual hospital. Um, my dad was, so they checked in. That was Monday night. Um, Thursday they were trying to, they were about to release my father. Um, he had been on, he just, he, they put him on oxygen for a couple days, did some steroid treatments, um, to help his lungs improve. And, uh, it was getting a little better. They, they took him off his oxygen and we're, we're testing him out on Thursday to see if he could go home. And as he was walking around his room, his oxygen levels dropped a little bit. So they said, we're going to hold on to you for a couple more days, um, and walk you around and put you through some exercises to help uh, lung function improve. Uh, but he, again, hadn't, didn't have to be on the oxygen anymore. was just taking some, some meds and whatnot. And, uh, he was finally able to go home on Saturday. My stepmother, on the other hand, um, she was not responding well at all, uh, to the treatment. She got in there, was, was not a diabetic before. Um, but when they got in there and started testing her blood sugar levels were just astronomical through the roof, like, like, like diabetic coma kind of, um, blood sugar levels. So not something they're used to have to dealing with and her, her oxygen levels were super low and trying to combat each one of those things. By the time they could get the one number that's supposed to come down, down, then the other number that's supposed to go up just wanted to go down too. So 
they were having trouble with that. Uh, she ended up having some issues with her kidneys also. Um, so she is still in the hospital, has been in since last Monday. They actually had to life flight her to another hospital uh, because the, the the hospital where they were at didn't have an ICU that could take care of her. So she spent her entire, well, more than a week there in an emergency room bed um, looking, and they were looking all over the, the country for an ICU bed to put her in, found one uh, eventually and had to put her on a, on a chopper and send her that way. So she is still in the hospital. Um, struggling um, ever so slightly getting better now that she's actually in the ICU um, but still still dealing with with trying to recover she's not even close to being able to come home yet um, still intubated and, um, and and having some kidney issues so uh, the little bit of improvement is is a good sign but she's not out of the woods yet so thank you guys to everybody who reached out to me um, in, in discord and in, in DMs I, I really do appreciate that uh, and hope that uh, hope that this by this time next week we'll have some good news that they're back home. Um, I think the hardest part of this is hearing the pain in my father's voice uh, when he talks about his bride hurting and the things that she is is struggling with. I mean, she's hardly before she was intubated, hardly able to speak, um, and just to hear that pain in his voice is the the toughest thing for me right right now um but he's he's getting healthy and recovering and now we're just hoping that uh that his uh, his wife will be able to join him very soon so uh, again thank you guys for you know any any prayers that you're sending up and uh I, I hope that we'll have good news stories here very shortly um well i don't want to end it on a, a negative note so guys um Thanks again for, for joining me. I, I do appreciate this this time where I get to, to chat with y'all. And then I love getting you know the comments back throughout the week on Discord as people uh, begin listening to the episodes. It's fun getting some of that, that comment and feedback. Um, if you've got any questions, let me know. If you've got any events or anything coming up, uh, I'd be happy to, to share it from this platform um, or, or get some of our guys to participate uh, as we have CWL that's wrapping up and we've still got summer scrims and stuff going on so there's not as many events as we're participating in but we do plan to begin again having some events in the uh the klaus gaming family of clans uh with a lot of our our fans and uh in the, the the youtube community out there so look forward to those and uh yeah that's gonna be about it y'all um i don't i don't really have featured coffees this week for you i talked about some things the last couple of weeks so i'll give you a break from that i i am uh Sipping on some good stuff and uh, shout outs again to to Tribe and Proverbs for, for picking up some of the stuff that I recommended. I hope that's working out well for you. And I even saw that they picked up one of the beers that I recommended. Um, craft beer is another one of my my things that I absolutely love. And I saw them pick up a, a, a bottle of Dragon's Milk. I hope that uh, <laughs> I hope that you enjoyed that and I didn't steer you wrong on that one also. Um, so... With that being said, let's see, any any other shout-outs? Uh, I'm going to shout-out Got Band again because i got to meet up with him and schedule. Hey, look at that. Hey, Got Band, I just got your notification popped up uh, on my screen. I, I just parked my car, and I look down, and I see a notification from Got Band about scheduling our screen. So, brother, I'm going to check that out, and uh, we will get that scheduled. Um, uh, to Tip Dog with Clash Tips, um, he's been chatting with me uh 
off and on in, in private messages, and I've, uh, I've enjoyed that. Love uh, hearing that show. So if you haven't checked out uh, Clash Tips, uh, please do. Uh, he's got some great guests that have been on and has a lot of long-term, old-school knowledge about things that happened way back in the day because uh, he's been playing at a, at a high level for a long time, so he's got some good stuff there. And uh, as always, my Knights of Zion and Eden's Edge family, thank you guys. Hopefully, we will all kick some butt in CWL. So, with that being said, that is uh, going to be it for today. I've enjoyed this talk and uh, look forward to seeing you all on Discord. With that, you all make sure that you're staying safe and having some fun while you're out there playing in traffic. Bye for now.